I'm not like a street dude. I'm not from the ghetto, but I come from the struggle. And I don't think I'm better than anybody. I have standards, though. We are our oppressors. Still talking about lames and nerds and not evolved and still have this adolescent mentality. You still think like a hood nigga. You want a 50-year-old's body, but you still a nigga. And my father had the opportunity to send me to private school for two years in middle school before I went back over to public school in Detroit. Everybody don't think like 13.6% of the population of America. I think that these niggas is lame. Everything that we thought and everything that we learned for what our cultural norms are was bullshit. Shout out to Anton Daniels. Go check him out if you never checked him out. Anton, one of my favorite content creators. Um, I'm going to give y'all a little soliloquy, a little story to tell y'all my stance on this and just my experience as a, a black man from America coming into the black community. I grew up with my dad since I was six. We ain't really live in bad neighborhoods. My dad raised me a certain way. You know what I'm saying? He didn't, like, as far as the slang talk, as far as um anything of that nature, trying to be gangster, he ain't play those games. Now, my dad wasn't perfect, so I would say there were some things lacking in that as far as uh, me being taught and learning certain things, learning how to be a man. So I, I'll just be 100% with you. By the time I was about 16, I didn't really respect my dad as a man. I respected him as my dad. I wasn't really as disrespectful as like I wanted to be because, of course, this was my dad. I never like I've never raised my hand at my dad. That's just I just don't think that that's cool. It's not because I'm scared of him, but morally speaking, I don't just don't think that that's cool. And anytime I felt like yo, me and this nigga could get out, I just choose not to be around him, which is a time like this in life. So um and I just I'm saying that last part just so you know like it's not perfect and I don't want y'all to think like I'm some like kid that like had everything growing up and I'm just like ungrateful. It's nowhere near that. Go look at the other episodes. Don't be vulnerable. You might get a gist of what I'm trying to explain. That being said, I didn't grow up in a household where, you know, fuck shit was glorified and bitch shit was glorified. But. I realized when, you know, I went to school and stuff, like, people would call me lame and say that I was weird because I didn't act like everybody else. It wasn't that I acted, like, any different. I just wasn't, like, a hood nigga. I wasn't a bonehead. And all throughout my life, you know, up until the age of 17 when I moved to Florida, I just looked at that shit as you don't really get by the easiest being a hood dude. Number one, I'm not a hood dude. Number two, I'm cool with being me. I'm comfortable in my skin. Even though I got made fun of, I didn't get bullied. And being made fun of, like, when you know how to joke, how long are you really going to get made fun of? You, you make, anybody that's made fun of somebody, you're not going to keep making fun of the nigga that can joke back with you. It's not going to happen. So well, I was a square. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I specifically remember this one time, a group of my friends, we went to the after school program, all of us, and they decided the whole week that they were going to skip the after school program and do God knows what. 
Of course, I'm not doing that because I was already on punishment. I would be on punishment all the time. I remember my friend telling me, you're a bitch. You don't never want to do nothing. You always, you know, da, da, da. And I was just thinking in my head, like, this is not a bad thing. This is not, like, I'm not wrong for this. You, you're an idiot. Really? Because it's like, you want me to do something that's wrong, and I know that I'm, my ass is going to be red for a month if I get caught. No. And I'm thinking in my head, you niggas is going to get caught. Lo and behold, they got caught. Mind you, we're in like sixth grade at the time. We don't have bus passes to get home on our own. These Negroes want to skip. Something happened where they was like running through the school or something and somebody was chasing them. So then they left. And then when the bus came to get us all home, they tried to hop on the bus like they had been there the whole time. They got caught. I walk in the room. I see all of them with their head down crying. Because they all about to be on punishment for the rest of the year. Something happened to where like they could have got charged with something, but person decided not to press charges. And I'm looking at them niggas like, yeah, nigga. That's exactly why I decided not to go. Fast forward about 10 years. Maybe not 10 years, but fast forward. I'm leaving my dad's. He's fed up. We both. I don't fuck with him. He don't fuck with me. It's up. You know what I'm saying? So I move with my mom. This isn't about that situation, so I won't go into detail about that. Once I got out of high school, though, I was still in Florida, Tampa, Florida, and I started hanging out with street dudes. And for lack of a better term, there were people that were basically like putting me down on the streets 101. It was never like a Tariq moment, like on power, like ghosts teach me the game. I never asked a nigga, yo, tell me how to be hood. And a lot of people do this. A lot of people in the black community, they like try to make you like them or make you change or shame you for not thinking like them. So I think it was one of those. So throughout that time, I was learning a lot of stuff. And I'll be honest with you, I was very ignorant because I just I didn't grow up immersed in hood culture. One thing that always wowed me is that the street nigga, and I don't want to say it like that, but I kind of have to. The street nigga is so rambunctious. We can be unruly. It doesn't work very well with authority. But I realized, you know, the person that was showing me, this is like, bro, you, you live a hard life, bro. You live a harder life than I see myself living if I'm going to just keep being me and not doing what you tell me. And then I realized a lot of these morals and stuff that older street guys talk about, it wasn't moved on and wasn't passed down to their sons and nephews and grandsons. I realized that at whatever time this was, 2016, 2015, there were no rules to the streets. It was everybody for himself. People trying to get whatever they can get for themselves, scrape up and extract any types of crumbs from what the situation, whether or not it's taken from somebody that you know, that you live with, that you're related to. To make a long story short, we are our oppressors. From my experiences with young adult life from 18 to 23, everything that I saw, everything that I went through, it's no other oppressor that's keeping us down more than ourselves because we tear each other down we plot on niggas we get mad when our brothers elevate we do these things we backbite and we you know what i'm saying we make up these erroneous stories and then 
other ones that, you know, mask in their hate, they collaborate on these things and they make these things into real issues to make people in situations they want to be in look a certain way. I never was a street guy. I never did anything to anybody. Besides when I got um when I caught my case, I was trying to write a fake check at a, a gas station. I think I was committing a crime against that uh whoever owned that in that family. That was the only time I did something messed up like to somebody. And I, I wasn't in the streets. I always had a job. There were times where, you know, maybe, you know, a couple weeks without a job, I'm hanging out with niggas in the streets, I'm driving for niggas, but I was never in the streets. Actually, technically I was because I was uh, in the presence of criminal activity and in the know of criminal activity and helping people. So when I say helping people, I mean like I'm driving niggas that's, you know, dropping off packages, lack of a better term. Of course, this is seven plus years ago. Let me just throw that out there. These things do not happen now. But yeah, I basically made the decision to figure out a way to leave and, uh, you know, get to a place where I was just by myself and like my my actions was the only thing that could control my fate. Like I was angry, you know what I'm saying? So I kind of picked up on the, you know, the unruliness of, uh, you know, a, a male my age. Well, I'm 28 now. I was around like 23, 24. I kind of like figured out that you gotta stop acting like an idiot when I was like 25. Of course, life isn't perfect, but that street shit, you know what I'm saying? That shit ain't about nothing. When I was younger, I don't know what it was. I always used to take people's word for things and not like a gullible thing. If you tell me something, I would think this is what you mean because that's the type of person I am. I don't just make shit up. I would grow up and I would like see people like making fun of me and I always wonder like, why they don't like me? Like, am I really weird? Am I really a weirdo? Sometimes, like, when people, especially in Pittsburgh, because people are just crabby, like, it'd be like, damn, like, I'm making this nigga mad. This nigga's, like, mad at me. Until I realized, no, that's insecurity. That's seeing somebody being who they want to be, and you mad because you don't want to, you can't be who you want to be because you care about what people say. And... Like, I've been called lame. I've been called cornballs by lames and cornballs. And when I think of a lame and a cornball, specifically speaking of a male, I'm thinking of somebody that doesn't stand on the word, somebody that doesn't do what they're supposed to do, and somebody that doesn't hold down the responsibilities that they've given to themselves based on the choices that they've made in life. I don't think I'm better than anybody. I have standards, though. I hold myself to a standard, I hold my girl to a standard, my daughter to a standard, and I hold the people that I call friends and family to a standard. We don't want no standard. So a lot of the stuff that used to be frowned upon, that I frown upon, that I see in the black community, it's not that it's accepted, even though it is. You want the people that are doing it, the young people is accepted. But older generation, they introduced this to us and made it okay and normalized it because they didn't want a standard. They couldn't, they claimed they couldn't do the right thing. And that shit irks me, bro. That shit irks me how you don't want to do what you need to do. You're not the person who you're supposed to be. And because I am, or you think I am, because I never said I was, I'm just being me. 
But because you think I am, you want to dim that light? I think people who do that, you got to be some of the worst people in the world because y'all do this to kids. Y'all make kids be somebody they're not, identify with something that they're not, align with a gang because it's everybody else is doing it, so it must be okay. Y'all make kids think like this because it's too hard to just admit, yo, I'm misguided and I went down the wrong road and, and I've gotten myself here. I hate that shit, bro. It got to a point where, you know, because I, I grew up in Pittsburgh. I was born in Tampa, but I moved here when I was six and I left when I was 17. I didn't come back until I was turning 23. Pittsburgh is a small town. It's not a lot of... It's People will say there aren't a lot of opportunities in Pittsburgh. And people will say it in 2023. I just... I can't sit here being somebody that works at one of the greatest places to work at in the city through a program that was specifically made for people that are underprivileged. I can't say that there's no opportunities knowing that my girl actually took that opportunity as well. And it's other way a lot of other things you can do in the city. I can't say that. I can't say that and like just be logical. I'm saying I can't just be like, oh, there's nothing you can do. One thing I will say is that it's getting harder for poor people. It's definitely getting harder. They got down cutting the 718 and shit, bro. When I was younger, if this was me as a kid, you know, living with my dad and they had cut the 718, I don't know what we would do because that was a bus that we used to do a lot of stuff and get a lot of stuff, you know, get access to a lot of stuff like grocery and certain events and stuff like that. And if we couldn't catch the 71A, that would be very hard. We would be set back. But also, fam, I didn't have shit. Like, I didn't grow up. I didn't grow up in a family like that worked. I didn't. Neither of my parents like that up until, like, neither of my parents really started, like, working like that until I was, like, an adult and not living with them. So... I'm not a street dude. I'm not from the ghetto, but I come from the struggle. I come from like the real struggle, like not not having nobody, being down, being basically homeless f multiple times from 18 to 23. And since I made the move up here and I made the move and I decided. So when I moved up here, I was cool. I was still cool with everybody. I'll say that I was a little bit interested in getting to know the inner workings of the streets in Pittsburgh because I never got to know that side. And um, I quickly realized that I did not want to do that. I wasn't coming up here to be like, oh, let me get in. Let me get in tune to the streets. I'm not hanging out in the streets, bro. I'm not popping up. Only time I ain't gonna lie to you. Only time I was in the streets going in, going to the streets was to get some bud. I had hung out like. I could count on my hands how many times I'd hung out with people, but every time I'd hang out, and I'll tell this story, and nobody involved is no no slight to y'all, but this is this is real life. So one of my homeboys, like one of my close friends from high school, um, he was the bud man. So I was getting some off of him, and he was gonna drive me back up my side of town. So 
he was just like, oh, yeah, I'll just take you back over there. So in between that, he had picked up some of his little homies. And his little homies, long story short, was basically pacing the area who to flock. They had keyed in on somebody that had them things. They were, it was just crazy what they were saying. And I was just like thinking in my head, like, yo. I'm never coming over here again. I'm never getting in the car with him again. People do feel like, you know, you selling out, you leaving people, whatever. The f um, But if you have an inclination that you should not be in, a, in an area that's not safe, in a situation that's deemed to be not safe when you know it's not safe, why would you stay there? Why would you even contemplate staying in that situation if you know I shouldn't be here? You know what I'm saying? Oh, I made the decision when my daughter was like a month or two old that I'm not, I'm not going to the city, especially not into the hood. I'm not going to the city unless I'm driving through or unless I'm going to somewhere for my job. I'm not hanging out with nobody that has anything to do with criminality because. I'm a content creator, bro. I don't know how the Ricos work, and I don't want to. But I know this. I don't want to be caught in no pictures with somebody that does crime. I don't want my location to be the same thing. That's just my decision. And you can't control everybody's decisions. That's why I just fell back because, especially now in 2023, you don't know what could happen in a street situation. You could be doing one thing, and I've been in situations like this, and it could just turn into a whole nother thing without even trying. And, bruh, I just don't got time for it. And, bruh, like, it never benefits me. Like, I've never been through it because, of course, that's not what I wanted to do. So I've never been involved in anything with the streets where it's like, oh, I hit a lick. Oh, I made some money off of this. No, it's never benefiting to me. So why would I put myself in that situation? And people will say these things like, oh, you left us. Like people have told me, like from Florida, you left us. And I like I ended up falling out with these people shortly after they said that. And it's like, bro. You got your life, I got my life, fam. You know what I'm saying? You are responsible for your life. I'm responsible for mine. It's on me to be responsible for mine, regardless of what you're doing, bro. Nowadays, bro, people don't even have the decency of... It's a difference between street dudes now than it was before. From, from what y'all say, a lot of the dudes, from what it started is, is that you didn't have a choice but to do this street shit. A lot of these niggas have chosen to be street niggas. I know people that are related to me. I'm not from a family of street thugs. I have someone that is related to me and has chosen this life. Nobody in the family acts like that but him. And other people that have chosen, you know what I'm saying, that life. And it's like, you, anybody that you know knows him from a street perspective would say he's a stomp down street dude. But he didn't have to do that. He did not have to do that. You know what I'm saying? And I know, bruh, I know street people that are way street, more street than you'd ever know, and had so much more than me growing up. Like, it's crazy, bro. Most of the street guys I know had more money than me growing up, were taken care of better than me growing up. So 
you know, I don't know if it's like just, you know, in the culture, you know, it's passed down. I don't know, but the sh these guys are not the street guys that uh, you guys speak of in these rap songs nowadays. I just don't, I don't recommend being around it, bro. If that's your culture, that's your culture, but you are taking a chance because there is no looking out now. There is no, oh, he ain't have nothing to do with this. I'm going to make sure, you know what I'm saying, he get up out of here. There is none of that. A nigga might use your name to get up out of a situation. And now your name in the system. Now you're connected to his criminal ass. Like, these niggas don't have tact. These niggas don't care about nobody but themselves. I wouldn't take a chance on believing somebody's going to look out for you because y'all cool like that. This street shit is stupid. It's stupid and it's a mask. It's a mask that has been passed on to the masses to hide behind because you don't want to play this real game. Why you don't want to play this real game? I don't know. I guess it's the white man. All I know is the white man can't fuck with me. I ain't going to lie to you. The white man in 2023, they can't fuck with me. Can't fuck with us. And, um, yeah, bro, like, until people realize that, like, I'm cool, bro. I'm cool. And I know I should be, I like, I should be more social. I shouldn't just you know, shut off everybody, but it's just like, bro, like, people just don't have, like, they just don't move the way that you would expect somebody, like, that's smart and in the streets to move. It's always some shit spilling over, and I'm not having no spillover happen to my daughter. I've gotten in situations where I didn't have anything to do with this shit, and now we all laying on the floor with the lights out. You know what I'm saying? Over something that didn't have to happen, but a nigga, like, a nigga, his, 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 his name and what people say about him is so important that you got to act out and now you got everybody in this situation. I don't want to be in those situations, man. Call me a coon, even though you're a real coon. Whatever, bro. It's just like, I don't know, bro. I just get, I just get tired of the wrong thing being put in front of us and people trying to let niggas know like yo that's not what it is being like vilified and shit as if what you're pushing and what you you know put out to everybody is gonna keep everybody alive i don't know i don't want to die so it's yeah man like it's just um I'm not going to lie, I look at niggas crazy. Like, niggas that's, like, pushing that shit and, like, teaching, like, young niggas to, like, be on that shit and getting them, like, it's just like, fam, your, your life ain't nowhere. You ain't shit. So, why would you want uh, somebody else to follow you in your footsteps? I don't know, man. We just live in a society of, um... Whatever my whatever I want to give you is going to be my best and I'm going to make that the standard so you can't call me out on the bullshit that I'm putting out into the world.
I don't want to be around nobody that's just, everybody makes mistakes, oh, it's okay, oh, you're judging, bro, it's a reason that those things were a thing, and your feelings don't matter enough to where we should just throw away all of society and make all of the kids have to fight for their lives and have to fight to get somewhere like I did because their parents was just okay with being good enough with status quo and being putting out whatever they think it whatever they can call their best so that the other failures can bring them into their crew so they won't actually feel bad about the damage that they've done. I don't fuck with that shit, bro. Tell me what y'all think in the comments. Am I off? And if I'm off, if you think I'm a coon, explain it. Don't start using all these, you know, emotional words. Explain how I'm a coon and, and what would be a different, you know, line of thinking for people, you know, that don't want to go to jail and don't want to um defund the police and don't want to live in a goddamn war zone. Let me know. We out. Black is beautiful, shoddy black is bold. Black is black, true, but black is gold.